Today is Monday, January 30th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. The Super Bowl is all set. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast. We're bringing news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave a rating, share it with a friend. You can email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. We'd love to hear from you. And we're getting through that news of the cray together. That's what we do here every weekday morning at 7 a.m. We are thrilled to have you join us. Let's get through that news that's crazy with people who share your values. And joining me as always, Billy Hallowell and Trey Goins Phillips. On this Monday, what's up, fellas? How's it going? Living the dream. <laughs> I was going to say, Dan, I thought when you said get through the news, it's crazy with people who are just as crazy. Yes. As what I was, well, it, was thinking you were going to say. No, but uh, I mean, it's not far off. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Billy, I mean, it sounds we're having a little tech issue with Billy, but uh, we we have managed to get you connected. So... That's a what minor. do you mean? I'm just I'm I'm reporting from the Earth's core. That's all. <laughs> That's what's going on today. <laughs> well, thankfully, technology makes it possible to make that happen. So we're well, glad. the Earth's core. The Earth's core is where the best coffee is. So is it any surprise that it's, that's, yes. that's where Billy is? Yes. <laughs> So drink up, Billy, while you're there at the core. Get your, get your coffee in. Um, but we got a lot coming up, including um, DeMar Hamlin making his first comments. Very, uh, He had some faith things to say in the midst of his comments as well. Um, also on the main thing, a children's hospital has outraged parents by encouraging school faculty to avoid informing parents on a key issue. We'll have that top story uh, as well on the main thing with Madison Seals. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds and the chiefs and eagles are heading to the super bowl the chiefs won 23 20 over the Bengals on a last second field goal and the eagles cruised past the 49ers 31 to 7 in a game that really wasn't a game san francisco lost their cinderella story quarterback brock purdy early in the game due to injury and then the fourth string quarterback got injured a little while later, forcing Purdy to have to come back into the game, even though his right arm was injured, so he couldn't throw the ball. Uh, the Eagles and the Chiefs uh, will match up in that Super Bowl. Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs, is the former coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. At least two major automotive insurers are refusing to protect Kia and Hyundai models because they lack anti-theft features common in today's cars. This after a series of videos showing the quote-unquote Kia boys stealing and joyriding cars around have gone viral. And after the death of 29-year-old Tyree Nichols, officials have said the investigation into the incident will continue as there's questions over whether there could be additional charges. Violent protests sprung up around the country after video of the horrific beating and death um, went uh, public and viral as well, which led to murder charges against those five officers involved. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNnews.com. And guys, this was interesting on the uh, Tyree Nichols story. Obviously a horrible and tragic death. The video is horrific. It's unjustifiable. There is nothing in there at all that resembles um, standard police work, not even closely. This is a beating that was just completely unjustified. And the police department has said that they went out of their way after seeing the video to make sure that they had the um, charges in place before they released this video because they knew they knew how bad it was. 
Yeah, and, and I think when you when when you look at it and you look at what has happened in the past when people have dragged their feet on charges or action hasn't been taken right away, what you see are massive protests, you know, property destroyed, lots of lots of chaos that follows because of the anger over that. So I think you know people have learned that you know you have to you have to move swiftly, especially when you have a case where there's video showing it and it's really undisputable what happened and we should all be horrified. And so I think they're just getting ahead um, to try to prevent more chaos as a result of it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, even already in Georgia, like Atlanta, there's already been a lot of violence over this and other situations. And uh, Brian Kemp, the governor there, has declared a state of emergency. So I think that there is there is a, a an urgency to take swift action because it can get out of hand so easily. Yeah. And the sad thing too is so often I think the media is quick to jump on it and they don't help. Oftentimes the media just further inflames the situation. And so I think politicians and law enforcement officers, obviously we can all agree that this situation is wrong and was mishandled and you know just a tragic, tragic incident all around. But I think politicians also have to deal with the fact that this is happening and the media is often going to further inflame it. Uh, so we need to really, really, really do our due diligence to tamp it down quickly. Uh, and the best way, obviously, is just to to hold the, the right people accountable. Yeah. And you can really identify oftentimes in these sorts of situations, the the activists versus people responding in good faith to what they're seeing right. yeah. on the screen. Because, you know, immediately there were a lot of people who jumped to this being a race related issue but then when we see the officers, all five of them were the same race as the, the victim. And and so then you kind of that kind of gets thrown out the window. But then some people are still trying to find ways to to further those narratives. Um, and so it's just uh, it's just a horrible situation. And you hate to see anytime this happens, particularly um, just it's just it's just heartbreaking to watch because there's just no reason for it. <laughs> there was just absolutely no reason for this young man to be to be dead. Um, it's just, yeah. you know, and, and the, the, the charges are justified. And that's the other thing is that they, you know, people are out protesting, but these five were charged and they are facing murder and kidnapping charges. So they're going to be locked up for a long time. Um, so, I mean, I guess unless they were somehow acquitted, then, then maybe you could understand the protest, but, uh, it just seems, um, you know, it, it's, it's just, I guess people are frustrated at this point and that's why they're, they're taken to the streets. So. But all right. We're yeah. Gonna, well, yeah. Go ahead, Billy. Well, I'm just going to add one quick thing. I think that what needs to happen is a an actual conversation about the real issues at play. With you know, if, if people believe that there's an issue in policing, right, with the way that the system operates, or there need to be better safeguards, now is the better time to have that real conversation about real yeah. issues, right? So hopefully that happens. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna head on into our focus story here now, and. Um, Bill's safety, Demar Hamlin. He spoke out over the weekend in his first video statement since that, you know, horrific collapse on the field. And what did he have to say? So, you know, he really had a lot to say about hope, gratitude, resilience. One of the things he um, started with was talking about how he's made this amazing progress, um, but he waited, you know, to speak out. And it was really understandable. He's like, look, you know, this was a lot to take in. It was a lot to handle. He was just released from the hospital January 11th. And so he said the chaotic nature of that near-death experience and the healing and everything that was going on, that's why he took the time um, to sort of just take a backseat, but but wanted to speak out, 
really in gratitude. I, I think one of the, the big pieces of the puzzle here was that he, he wanted to thank by name the people who saved him. Um, he talked about the Bills medical team. He thanked the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Kind of went down the line and all the way to his family and the friends who had stopped by to text and or you know, texted him or stopped by to see how he was doing. So really a lot of gratitude. Mm. Yeah. And did he say anything specifically about God? I mean, I know prayers and his family were certainly open about their faith in the midst of the whole ordeal. Uh, did he did he add anything about that in his comments? He did. He brought up God a couple of times. He said, what happened to me, and this is a quote, on Monday Night Football, I feel is a direct example of God using me as a vessel to share my passion and my love directly from my heart with the entire world. Um, so he talked about you know God's purpose for his life. He said, with God's guidance, he wants to continue to do wonderful and great things. So um, God is very much a part of that story, and he sees what happened to him as an example of God reaching people through him. So pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah, definitely. What do you think we can uh, glean about his future from this video? Yeah, it's very hard to know what's going to happen, obviously, with football, right, and his future, right? Yeah. Where does that stand? And, and lots of speculation there. He doesn't address any of those questions in the video, um, but he does address this idea, and again, it goes with what he was saying about God, that there is a plan for him beyond, and that he wants to continue being a role model and he said he wants he thinks that this is just the beginning of the impact that he wants mm. to have on the world. So I think you're going to see him do a lot. I don't know what it's going to be, but he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just me as a parent and thinking about if this were my kid, I really hope he uses because his charity that he had started was just a small charity giving back to his community and it raised millions and millions of dollars. I mean, that's a great start for a charity if he wanted to go in that direction. I, I just know as a parent, if that were my kid and he went back out on that field, I just don't know if I could stomach that. I mean, that would be that would be too much for me. But, uh, you know, when, when people are young, I mean, you, you know, I mean, maybe he has a different view on his mortality now after this incident. But when you're young and in peak physical shape like NFL athletes are, sometimes you... You uh, shoot shoot a little higher than the average person would. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I I agree with you as a parent. It's like the last the last thing you would want is you want to keep them safe. Don't right. go out there and do it again. Yeah, right? yeah, I, it's it's just a cool story all around. I think to see his faith and like we were talking about uh, on faith versus culture uh, this week actually is just the the way that incidents like these I I think kind of shake everybody. Uh, and as believers, I think it's a great reminder uh, that nothing is wasted for the for a Christian, right? That the, the, the Lord uh, is sovereign over all of it, and he provides a platform in the midst of, of trials, right? He's gone through what he's gone through, uh, and now everybody's looking at DeMar Hamlin. So there's yeah. an opportunity for him to kind of share his faith through that and say, look, the Lord is still using me in the midst of this. Is he going to end up playing like he has before? Maybe, maybe not. Like we don't know what that how that's all gonna all gonna shake out. Yeah. But he's using his platform to share his faith, which I think is is super encouraging. And for the non sports people, it's a it's a cool story yeah. to see because look, hey, there's still a really, really cool story here that's transcending sports because yeah. people who don't care about sports at all are looking at Damar Hamlin right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I for one am glad that he released a video where you could see him so we could get all the conspiracy right. theories yeah. out there to yes. hopefully be put to rest because it was odd uh, billy and i were talking about this the whole when he went to the game like you couldn't see his face 
And it was just, I mean, there were probably maybe medical reasons for that, but it just looked weird. You know, you're like, hey, DeMar Hamlin's out. And then you just, it was just like a face. It was just like a person covered. You could have been anybody. Could have been me out there. You know, uh, who knows? But, uh, (laughs) but I mean, it was obviously likely him. It's just, it was just a weird scene and it caused people to, I mean, people, we should do a conspiracy show at some point because people, I just think, don't believe essentially anything now because of the fact that you can edit the technology has gotten so widely accessible for people it's not just fancy editors who can edit things any video now people don't even i mean these keanu reeves deep fakes of him at at stores getting in fights and it's not even him it's just edited in they look so real i mean we're heading into a weird time when it comes to the conspiracy theories yeah so mix that with media bias for years and years where people don't trust anything right so you end up with a really weird situation right and confirmation bias that people get through the news that they have kind of embedded in them so it's a it's a it's an interesting mix that we have going on and we'll certainly keep an eye on it appreciate you bringing that one billy from the earth's core um (laughs) and uh we're gonna get to the main thing now and a recent statement from st louis children's hospital has outraged parents across the nation by encouraging school facility faculty to avoid informing parents if their child is breast binding Madison Seals talked to the head of Alex McFarland Ministries about this latest attack on the family unit and the impact such attacks have on the foundations of America. That's today's main thing. Some say it takes a village to raise a child, but with many communities endorsing a radical agenda that promotes gender fluidity, pornographic sex education, and drag queen story hours, it has parents questioning who they really trust when it comes to raising their kids. Recently, a Missouri school district received some startling advice from experts at St. Louis Children's Hospital about how to approach the physical health of girls who practice chest binding. And for those who haven't heard of it, it's an increasingly common practice for girls who want to make their chest appear flatter and more masculine by actually wearing constrictive undergarments or binders. And even in the case of physical harm to the child, a representative of the hospital encouraged the faculty to avoid informing the parents. Here to discuss this attack on our nation's children and the family unit, Alex McFarland, youth culture and religion expert and leader of Alex McFarland Ministries. Alex, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you so much. There's two parts to this that are alarming. First, that girls are being encouraged to bind their breasts. And second, that it's being hidden from parents. What were the school's initial health and safety concerns that even caused them to reach out to the hospital in the first place? Well, thank you very much for having me on. And we really are living in a time where so many things are up for grabs, the rights of parents, just the the moral foundation of our culture. But really what is of of grave concern is the physical and spiritual welfare of our children and youth. And what I believe uh, led this school district and many others like it to really mainstream transgenderism and really to encourage gender fluidity among their youth is this assumption that some people are, are born gay, this assumption, this presupposition that gender is fluid and it's up to the developing youth to decide what gender if any, they want to be. These are some very destructive, very detrimental assumptions, and ultimately what's happening is the risk and the arrested development of our young people, the victims here, really are children and youth, 
that are under this kind of education and administration that is really putting their physical and emotional and spiritual development at risk. Right. Yeah. The school district was definitely not innocent here either. They are also encouraging this transgender teaching and programming. And both the school and the hospital were aware that chest binding can lead to things like restricted breathing and fainting and even damage to the ribs and spine. And I want to note that this advice was given by a program manager at the hospital's transgender center. But instead of treating their patients as children who need healing, these so-called experts are encouraging the physically harmful behavior. So rather than inform the parents if the child is in physical harm, what did the hospital recommend that this school do? Well, you know, the the hospital was basically uh, empowering and instructing the school on how to do things that are ultimately harmful for young females and, and children in general. But, you know, what's so ironic here is we're living in this era of, you know, messages about body positivity and, you know, uh, feeling good about who you are. And I think about this, that, you know, the Bible says that God made us male and female, and over and over in the creation narratives of Genesis 1 and 2, God said, it is good for a, a young man to, to embrace his maleness and be masculine. That's a good thing for a young lady to understand that Almighty God made her female and her femininity is, is a beautiful thing in the eyes of God. And talk about body shaming. And, and I can only imagine as a minister and as a counselor, psychologically, how damaging it would be that a young lady would harm herself to try to hide her femininity. This is not education on the part of the school district. It's certainly not good medicine and a good practice on the part of the hospital. And again, who are the real victims here by this malfeasance on the part of the school district and the hospital? The victims are the young people that we should be helping to develop morally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. As our country has gone woke and abandoned moral boundaries, the victims are the young people. Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right in pointing out the irony of pushing this ideology that you should change your body if you don't like how you look in this age of self-acceptance. And the fact that this is a children's hospital whose job it is to treat children, the fact that they're defending breast binding that we know is harmful is it's tragic. But you're saying that this is much bigger than the health ramifications of breast binding. What could happen if society continues to create separation between parents and their children? You know, our Declaration of Independence here in America talks about inalienable rights. And we were a country based on what is called natural law. And this is not religion, but this is the moral awareness that all people have All people know right from wrong. We know uh, procreation takes a male and a female. And with natural law, we've had natural rights. And what could be more personal and more inherent than the rights of parents over the raising of their kids? This sometimes is called freedom of conscience or freedom of conviction. But as the state has grown and as the philosophies, the false teachings embraced by the establishment, whether they be the government, public education, public hospitals, they've embraced false teachings. And to impose those false teachings on individuals, the rights of parents are being undermined and even taken away. That's why I encourage families everywhere, you need to really think about, do I want my child in public school? 
public education, which has become less about truth and more about indoctrination. And case in point, when it's contraception, when it's messages about gender, even things like the breast binding and young ladies that are hindering their physical development because they're, they're really being shamed for being the females that God made them to be. Moms and dads need to take some serious prayerful consideration about what type of education they're putting their children under, because it does have overlap in terms of their rights and the way that they want to raise their children. Right. This is really an assault on the family unit, which God created just as he created, as you said, boys and girls to be different, to have different characteristics, and to each serve important roles in society. Why is the family unit so important in society, and how can we protect it? The family unit in America and the world at this point is under attack, I believe, not only because of of bad teaching and bad presuppositions in the classroom, the family is under attack because it is the family unit that God ordained to prepare our hearts for the gospel. It's almost like the family is the church Mm -hmm. in miniature. Because, look, in in the home, we learn our first lessons about love and grace and forgiveness and accountability. And part of the reason that the gospel has been diminishing in America is because we're now five decades into really the abandonment of the family. No-fault divorce, the majority of kids being born will never live under the same roof with their biological mom and dad. And so I believe there is a, a satanic attack on the family unit because the family really is the first context in which children ideally learn about Jesus and learn about the gospel. And if we want to save our nation, if we want to restore America and participate in the fulfillment of Christ's Great Commission, every believer needs to become a champion for family. Yes, amen to that. And thank you for what you do to encourage believers in that direction through your work. Where can people learn more information about Alex McFarland Ministries? Well, thank you very much. Uh, We are committed to the gospel. We're committed to the family, and we are committed to young people. We do summer camps. Our our summer camps uh, can be found at equipretreat.org. And my own ministry, which is alexmcfarland.com, all of our tour schedule and the broadcast and publishing. But I want to say, young people are hungry for this. I just came out of a, a retreat in front of 183 middle schoolers and high schoolers, some of whom have no Christian background. But when we tell them about Jesus, we show them the evidence for the Bible and for the biblical worldview, and we talk about the volumes of research showing that people are happiest, healthiest, most prosperous in life. It's in the context of a committed marriage and family. I will say this, even in the midst of all this wokeness, teenagers are gravitating toward God and family. They soak up this message eagerly, and so there is hope. But we've got, as individuals and corporately, we've got to tell our young people about God, family, and this wonderful nation, the United States, and they are embracing the truth as soon as it gets presented to them. Yeah, that's so encouraging to hear. Alex, thank you so much. Appreciate it. God bless you, and I applaud the vital work being done by CBN. All right, Madison, appreciate that. Uh, That leaves us with time today for one last thing. Proverbs 38. 
keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. I love that because it's, you know, keep falsehood and lies away. That's not something I often pray for, but it's probably something we all should. Yeah. And I just, that piece about that my daily bread is just, it's amazing. Just yeah, keep just our faith daily. Keep our faith daily and what we need, right? Like just what we need, not what we want. I mean, that's I, I, kind of one thing I'm taking away from that. And it's so often we think we need all these other things and really we don't need that. I mean, we just need exactly what God gives us is what we need. And, um, you know, particularly looking towards uh, the fruit and the the benefits of of his word and his timing and, and the things that he provides for us. Yeah. You know, I was just talking with some friends over the weekend about conflating our needs and our desires, particularly in a Western world. We get so used to all of these creature comforts and we start to believe that they're needs, uh, but they're not. The Lord is going to provide for all of yeah. our spiritual needs and that might not look how we want it to look, uh, but he's going to be faithful with what actually matters, what eternally matters. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's a good place to leave it for the podcast today as always appreciate you stopping by make sure you head on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a christian perspective and uh i hope to see you back here tomorrow lord willing and that creek don't rise and billy hopefully you're out of the earth's core by uh by then we can we can only hope we'll see <laughs> we'll see so all right god bless see you back here tomorrow